Ms. B. Yeah. Not, not to put you on the spot, but you want to kick us off? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Tales from the Service Industry. I'm one of your favorite co-hosts, Miss B. And I'm here tonight with Bill. What's up, Bill? And our resident deviant, Miss Liz. Hi, team. We're so excited to have you all back. And boy, do we have a fun episode for you. So tonight's going to be a little bit different. Ooh, spicy. I like it. Just a little bit. So instead of just sharing our own stories, we have a few listener submissions to share. Yay! Now, some of these are real short. They're just kind of snippets. But I think there are really, really good insight into some of the absurdity that we deal with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm excited. It. Yeah. So I am going to start off with one of the submissions. The person that submitted it didn't say whether they wanted to be mentioned by name or not. So we'll just refer to this person as TD. Okay. TD. All right. So uh, TD shared a little story about a tweaker on wheels. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) So TD says, I show up for work one morning at about a quarter to eight. I walk towards the punch clock and I see a wheelchair with an orange flag on it in the parking lot. Okay. It was probably stolen from the medical complex just up the street. (laughs) Oh, definitely. In the wheelchair is a tweaker playing with his junk through (gasps) his pants. No. Wait, through his pants? Through his pants. Oh, no. Nothing better to do at 7.45 (laughs) a.m. Oh, gross. Uh, I mean, at least he stole his pants on, I guess. That's a hell of a way to start your day. Uh, Yeah. And then, you know, true to form for all of us in the industry having to call the cops and slow (laughs) response times. Right. TD mentioned that uh, they called the cops and it took him about 30 minutes for them to show up to simply trespass him. Of course. That's that's how it is. And then you have to sit there dealing with the man playing with his wiener. Mm -hmm. Well, well, he had a fun 30 minutes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Waiting for the cops to get him. Oh, my God. Oh, man. TD, my heart goes out to you. I've definitely had to deal with a lot of shit like that. Have you really? Oh, for sure. People just messing with themselves in public areas? Yeah. And it's like, it's always awkward. You just have to be like, hey. Like, what do you say? Hey, sir, can you stop touching your junk? No. (laughs) Say, hey, you need to leave. And you basically just yell at him and tell him to leave. Make them feel as uncomfortable as possible. Yeah. So we maybe had... they start getting like gun shy and be like, uh, okay, I'll leave. <laughs> it, but they don't. Oh, yeah. And you're so, right. like, literally right outside of our hotel, we're in a downtown metropolitan area. There was a homeless individual. <laughs> it was maybe a block from us because we were all walking to lunch, but it was right across the street. There was a homeless individual with his pants down and he was face towards the wall. So you couldn't see him, but you saw the whole back of him. <laughs> Everyone just tries to walk back quickly, put their head down. But even if you told him like, hey, stop it. Was he urinating or was he just we, chilling? We tried not to look. You know, you see the butt and then you try to quickly look away. Like, nope, nope. I see nothing. I do nothing. But like the last time something like this happened, I was at a park with my daughter and my husband yelled at the man whose pants was around his ankle. Oh, come on. And he turned around to yell back at us. Full frontal. Yeah. But the full Monty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hide my daughter's eyes, but literally turned back to yell at us. Like it, we were the crazy ones. And I'm like, babe, don't argue with him. He's not in his right mind. And he goes, why are you yelling at me? Yeah. Did you Th- tell him that you always knew he was crazy, but now you could see his nuts? Yeah. <laughs> uh- I'm sorry. That's amazing. Oh, TD. Sorry, you got to go through that. Send us more. I love it. Yeah. So TD did. Oh, Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, we have a follow up. We do. This one, (laughs) 
Titty shared that a woman had a dog living in her room for about a year. Oh. I'm sorry, what? You're living in the hotel room and your dog for a year? Yep. So a woman had a dog in her room for about a year. One day, housekeeping comes by and the dog wasn't in his crate. Mm. The dog was so territorial over that room at that point that he attacked the housekeeper. (gasps) Oh, no. Apparently, the situation was so emotional that the GM quit a few days later. What? No way. I bet that guest was a nightmare. I can only imagine. I mean, we've all had those nightmare guests. Yeah. I know that you have. I have. Where we've had guests that had to be evicted, like legally evicted for lack of payment. I had one that was so bad. Holy smokes. When we evicted them, we found that the the room that they were in was infested with bed bugs. (gasps) That's disgusting. Every mattress was trashed. The carpet was in poor shape. Yeah. The eviction ended up costing us like $4,000 to get them out. Oh, yeah. It's not cheap. No, it's not cheap. They had lived in the hotel for so long. I mean, we ended up writing off like (gasps) $25,000 in money that was owed, plus the eviction, plus, plus, plus. All the furniture and everything you have to replace. Yeah. Yeah. Everything had to be replaced. Dude. But with that dog, like people don't understand. They think, why aren't you a dog-friendly hotel? Well, even when you're not, you have people like this whose maybe dogs aren't as friendly. I've had housekeepers nearly get attacked by dogs because people won't put the D&D sign on the door and then housekeeping goes to perform stayover service like normal. And they, you know, they knock three times. Nobody says anything. They enter. And I had one lady that was nearly attacked by a German shepherd, like a really big German shepherd and just lunged at her. And she was crying so hard and hysterical. Luckily, she didn't get bit like Southern housekeeper, but we had to send her home. She was Uh, terrified. If they're too shaken up. (laughs) It's not always the big dogs. The little ones can be just as ferocious and nippy. I'm fully aware. the only Fully. dog I've ever gotten bitten by was a little dog. Yeah, me too. When I worked at a pet store. Fun fact, it was a dog bather back in the day. Oh my gosh. I know. Little dogs are dicks. There are a lot of little dogs that are dicks. Well, we had a toy poodle that lived to be, oh man, 17 years old. And that dog bit me like every day. Granted, I was very young and teased a dog and I probably deserved it. But <laughs> that dog drew blood. My little dog now is Put an down. angel baby. She would kidding. never hurt a fly. Yeah. See, I, now I have a little dog that's like that. But when I did do my brief stint as a dog groomer, I was always scared of the pit bulls because, you know, you're kind of taught to think those are like the evil dogs that no, are they're like... No, sweeties. Every pit bull I bathed was a sweetheart. It was the little chihuahuas and the little yappy ones <laughs> that were so quick. And I got bit in the hand so many times. Mm-hmm. And the big dogs just kind of like, do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I think for... Can, can for, you scratch me right here? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right there. That feels good. Okay, okay, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the little oh. ones were like, don't mess with me. Ah, ah, I'm little. Hear me roar. I think I it's a defense you. mechanism, yeah. though, because they are so small. I'm just like, dude, I just, I'm soaping you up. Leave me alone. <laughs> Come just, on. I'm just trying to get you clean. Dang. Oh, yeah. man. Good times. But okay, how does one live in a hotel room for a year? That has been on my mind since you said that. Mm. Like, Extended was it, stay there, property? Yeah, so I mean, there was could it be, like pandemic time? TD didn't say, but there's a lot of people that are out there that'll jump to the conclusion of, you know, terrible hotels what have you there's a lot of very good quality hotels that have extended stay like where you live there effectively for a long period of time i don't want to name names but there's quite a few of them where we live Mm. oh there's a million and they're in all the brands all the major brands of hotels Mm -hmm. have a version of that Mm -hmm. i've worked at one of the extended stays for 
a different company than we work for now. And they have one of those brands. And you think, oh, it's just like the grossy, homelessy people, all that, that state extends says, no. I had a lot of families. I had this couple who had two young kids that they were renovating their house. And so they chose to stay at a place that provided them with free breakfast and a safe room and housekeeping for the year that they were having their house renovated and stuff kept happening and dates kept getting extended. Mm-hmm. So they were there for us for, I think, like a year and a half. And oh they were gosh. nothing but a dream that entire year and a half when they were leaving everyone was crying and threw them like a little going away party so sweet so like not everyone's a nightmare who stays for a long time the hotel that i'm at now i've got a well it's a couple a guest that has been at that hotel since before i got there and that was september wow and kind of similar thing it was related to their home but it's not that they were renovating it's that they sold their house and they're just kind of in between they're trying to figure out what they want to do where they want to go And they've got the money and they just decided, you know what, we're going to just stay in a hotel. And People make up my bed, you know. Yeah, same sort of scenario. They eat every day. It's included with their room rate. We're central to basically their lives. It just works for them. I love and that. And they're, they're trying to figure out where they want to be and whether they even want to stay in the state or in the county wow. or what have you. Well, that's why there are extensive properties. There are a lot of people like that who, you know, aren't horrible humans, but then there are some that are. <laughs> well, yeah, there are. And like the reasons that those people are there are varied as well. Yeah. You know, like we've talked about before, but, you know, that video that I posted to TikTok. Yeah. That was a unique situation. That was a guest that was unfortunately dealing with addiction, um, alcohol, and ended up trashing the room in a matter of days. The comments that were logged on that video weren't crazy, a lot of them. You know what was interesting is that they ran the gamut from incredibly compassionate to absolute vitriol and everything in between. You know, it was everything from, oh my God, I can't. I can't imagine what that person was going through. To, How empathetic. I love that. There were a lot of empathetic comments. There were a lot of comments that were very identifying as to what that person was going through and yeah. what the commenter had gone through. There were at least three or four people that made the comment of that is, in some way, shape, or form, alcoholism, addiction, in stage X, whatever, yeah. and offered the fact that they had gone through those things. You know, so you had all those very compassionate comments and relatable comments all the way to the opposite side of the spectrum that were saying things like, that's what your tax dollars pay for Mm -hmm. when they house homeless, or that's what immigrants do. I mean, just terrible comments and everything in between. Or all those comments insinuating that person must have been a homosexual because of the type of beer they consumed. Loved that. Well, yeah, I wasn't even going to get into that piece, (laughs) but yeah. The number of comments... Sorry, I read the comments. That was like a lot of them. I was like, What? Guys, yeah. you didn't see all the other kinds of beer? <laughs> no. Basically every type of beer. Yeah. All every type pap. of light beer. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, he had like three major brands that yeah. were... I, yeah, I saw three. I'm a beer snob, so I wasn't thinking that. I was just like, oh, God. But I guess if you're drinking that, I'm like, oh, poor guy, though. I, I know. Uh, I go back to that. I'm like, poor guy to be in that hole of a... Did his card go through? Yeah. I got Shock. Full, I got full... Pa- well, I say that I got full payment. We actually got within about a hundred bucks of what the actual costs were. Not bad. Yeah, I was. I was. You can eat a hundred bucks. Yeah. Was it a chargeback or did it all no, stick? No. Charge went through. Nothing Shock. was disputed. Yeah. You realize a, that's a unicorn moment in itself. Absolutely. Yeah. But I was faced with a couple of options at that point. So option number one was I had a conversation with the guy and we worked it out directly. He settled the charges. Wow. Okay. 
Did he take option one? Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and just as a reminder, option one is always your best option. Right? Option one, Correct. option A. But take it. Always take the first one. But I will say, I actually kind of have wrestled with that decision ever since that occurred. And that was this. So yes, option one, we got paid, which is fine. But I do question, and actually one of the commenters that made a comment on the, the post, I sent a direct message to saying something to the effect of, you know, at the time I had never dealt with a situation quite like this and didn't know exactly how to handle it. Yeah. So I went the route of compassion. I was able to have a conversation with the guy. I got the damage payment done. Everything was settled. I sent him on his way. But in hindsight, looking at it and having had the conversation with that guest, Mm -hmm. he had no support network. Family had disowned him. Mm. He was on his own. So do you think you should have given him like some sort of resource to get help? Well, or press charges to make him face Ah. his actions. That was where I kind of, in retrospect, was like, did I do the right thing? Like get in front of a judge that is going to order you to to get get help. help. Right. And my fear was this guy is clearly at the bottom of the barrel. Okay. He he dug his hole deep. Mm -hmm. If I called the police and the police got involved, they would have most likely deemed him unable to care for himself. I think so, yeah. Which then would have thrown him on a psych hold. Having him put into custody in a psych hold situation, would that have made things worse for him, considering that it would be against his will? He didn't want, I mean, I, I shouldn't say he didn't want help. But his actions showed that he wasn't willing to go get help. So forcing him into that situation, would that have made everything worse? Or would that have been help that he desperately needed? I don't think you'll ever get that answer. No, and and to this day, I still don't know if it was the right decision or not. But you would be relying on the fact that the police would indeed do that. And in my experience, they don't. They show up and they basically say, it's your problem. Like, I think it would have been an uphill battle. I don't even know if they would have put him on a hold. Or like just put him in the drunk tank and released him the next day. Do you know how many times I've called trying to get guests put on hold? And they don't because the police don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with the paperwork. They don't want to call the pet teams. Like, I do happen to know a psychologist. I called them during one of these episodes where someone was obviously a danger to themselves and couldn't care for themselves. And the police just released him with all the facts that I gave them. And the psychologist was like, I'm a part of the pet team. If they would have called me, I would have put these people on hold. What, what's a pet team? Basically like a crisis response team for like mental health. Oh, so it's like a psychologist, therapist, mental health professional kind yeah. of thing that supports the PD? So yeah. So basically in these types of situations, I don't know if it's the same room for the, this particular city and I think in the county. I'm sorry, most it's of a us- psychiatric emergency team. Exactly. So the individual whom I know is a part of this team and essentially they when they work out of this hospital one day a week, they're put on this and they're a part of the crisis response team that goes and reports to people who are out in the field that maybe do a danger to themselves or others and they evaluate them in the field and decide whether they are deemed a- so they according to the research department <laughs> i love that we are so high budget that we can have our own it's amazing research and they just, no, they just like that they just call me back in they provide additional resources in specific geographical regions like they just, if you call them, they'll give you additional resources to try and help you. That is if you don't meet the criteria for a hold. Correct. And then if you meet the criteria for a hold, you go to a hospital and then you obviously get medical treatment and then can be given resources as well. But sorry, all of this to say to what you were saying is I have been in 
not that similar situation, but where I've had to call the cops because I do not feel like someone is able to care for themselves and they completely let me down. Mm. It has been very rare that they took that on and weren't just like, no, you got to deal with it and just kick them out. So I think you covering CYOB, covering your own butt and getting the funds for all that damage to take care of that was important. And at least that's what I would have done. It was the right decision for the hotel. Yeah. Oh, 100%. But my question and the thing that lingers with me was, was that the right decision for that guest? And that's something that I'll never know. I mean, it was all hypothetical. Yeah. But I had never, in all my years in the industry, I'd never dealt with that. So I didn't know how to handle that. Well, keep in mind, you would have put yourself through all the legal shit. You would have lost money on the room and then taking this person to court and fighting it. They're not going to show up. Most likely your hospitality management company you work for isn't want to go to court and spend all the money. They're going to settle. And so you're going to just lose a shit ton of money. You're going to lose money on litigations, lawyers, and all the damage on the rooms. Mm Mm-hmm. So I mean, we we recouped all the damages. Yeah. So th- honestly, your best decision was to do that than go the other route, yeah, in I my know. opinion. I mean, it, for the company you work for, for the company, <clears throat> for my own job, blah, 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 for your own blah. Life. But as being a human, it makes me question whether or not that was the right choice, you know. But I mean, what's, what's the adage? You, you can lead a horse to water, right? So yeah. if he didn't want to get help, then they're not going to get help. That's yeah. the second time I've heard that phrase today. Today? Today. See, usually I like, to, I like to I like to mess with my metaphors. So I usually will say you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it read Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, th- I think in my meeting they finished it like, but you can't make it drink water. That's what the, the legit the version whole phrase. is. I like his version better. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Two to one, I guess. Oh my gosh, that was quite a tangent from TD's story. Yeah, it was. It was. It but was. we love you, TD. Thank you for <laughs> two things. Thank you for the submission. Thank you for listening. Yes, we we love it. If you are listening to this and you've got stories, please send them our way because it's so fun to hear about some of the stuff that you guys are having to deal with. Might not have been fun for you, but it's fun for us to listen to. <laughs> and it's cathartic, and that yes. that goes back to the heart of why we started this. It was mm-hmm. all. This was our uh, informal. Tuesday night wine therapy session. I love it so much. Thanks, TD. We appreciate it. Well, it was kind of nice that it's like two lines versus our 10-minute stories. Uh, <laughs> At <know>. least. <laughs> we we diatribe. But that's the fun of it, though. It is. Know? Do you have any more fun ones for us? Um, there were a few other submissions. I'll hold on to those. Though. Okay. Ooh. So make Stay sure tuned, to listen listeners. to future episodes to hear yeah. those. Yeah, we got we to sprinkle them around. They're flavor. I like it. And I like the flavor. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, well, Ms. B, do you have any stories for us this week? Unfortunately, I do. So I guess since we're kind of on the theme-ish of discussing, you know, people that may disrupt our normal flow of work, that may... Uh, homeless situations. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long road to get there. I know. I was trying to tie it in. But... Basically, yeah, I had a homeless issue this week. And by homeless issue, we, I have many. But I thought one was particularly... Homeless or issues? <laughs> both. <laughs> That's funny. No, but both of those items are constant daily problems in my line of work and in the city I reside. But I feel like all metropolitan cities right now are having that issue. But it's really bad where we're at. Fun fact, I, I went to like a council meeting recently where a group of business owners were like meeting and going over with like the police department and different things. And I think they had like a whole agenda planned, but the meeting got completely steered towards the homeless issue. Oh. And 
all the business owners were talking about how everything's affecting them and their businesses. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to hear. It's like, oh, we're not alone. Like the stuff they were talking about. I'm like, yeah, we, we have that problem every day. Yeah. So this particular incident, I was training on night audit this last week. That sounds absolutely miserable. Horrible. I've trained on night audit at every single property I've worked because when you're running the front office, you have to know how to do that. Yeah, very true. You know, if something happens, if there's call off, you have to know how to do it. Well, and so you're the one responsible to fill the shift. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> Sorry. if everybody else fails, that's me in there. Yeah. So I, I know how to do night audit at other properties, but I had to learn how to do it at this one specifically. And so I'm working overnight and I'm training with our night auditor. And I just want to paint a picture for you guys for what this guy looks like. Okay. Your actual night auditor? Yes. Okay. So the actual one that does the job, the expert, he has to be at least 6'5". Like he's tall. He's freaking tall. I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm short. I think I'm average. No, Miss B, you're pretty short. <laughs> okay. You're, so, okay. No, no, no. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, you are on the shorter side of average. Okay. Bill, would you would you agree with that? I would. I right? would concur. So okay. I'm a I'm a little I guess shorter than average, but he's a tall guy, and he's not only tall, he's like built sideways too. He would be taller than average and wider than average. Yeah, but he's not like chubby or anything. He's just like built. He's built like a grizzly bear, like like, like a linebacker football yeah. player. All right, all right, big dude. And I've told him, I was like, if I'm going to do overnight with anyone, I'm glad it's you because no one's going to mess with you. And it's it, to see the two of us next to each other, it's just funny because it's such a contrast. Do you look like you fell out of his pocket? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And he's the funniest, sweetest guy. And he's a hoot to train with. And so this one day we kept trying to do the night out in the back and like people just kept coming up to the desk. It was an active night. And I told him, like, you do what you're doing. I'll, I'll go up and take care of this guy. So this guy comes up. I'm like, hey, how can I help you? And he's like, yeah, can you call Tyler's room for me? Like, oh, yeah. I, I'm sure, obviously dude. making up this name. <laughs> can you call Tyler's room for me? I'm like, who's that? And he's like, you know, Tyler. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> this is a guest. And he's like, yeah, I, we just walked by here like 30 minutes ago. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't remember you. I don't remember your friend. Do you have his last name? Yeah, like, and he's I'm gonna like, need a little more info here. But I'm like, do you have his last name? He's like, ah, uh, no, I, I don't, I, I don't remember it. I was like, okay, well, um, even if you had that last name, you'd have to give me a room number because I, I can't confirm or deny whether any individual is staying here. But especially when you only have a first name. Oh, come on, are you serious? I'm like, I, I don't know who Tyler is, but he, he doesn't let it go. He keeps badgering me. Like, there's nothing you could do. There's nothing. I'm like, I can't just look up a random dude's first name on my computer. Like, one, I can't. Two, I won't. Like, <laughs> no. Okay, and let's just paint this picture. Even if you did, how many rooms is in your hotel? 200, 300, you know, in what, that range. What do you think the odds are on multiple Tylers? Probably a lot. Being on the registered guest list for that night at one time. I mean, sh- yeah, and again, this isn't the exact name, but it was an average name. Like, I'm sure we had a many of them. Okay. But I had to explain to this guy because he would not listen to me. I said, I'm sorry. I do not have the capabilities to look up somebody by just their first name. And that violates guest privacy for me to even tell you how many Tylers are in this hotel. So why don't you go? You go find me a last name and a room number. And then maybe I'll be able to help you. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Oh, fine. And he eventually takes my answer and he storms away. And I go into the back office. I'm like, this dude was trying to get me to call the room number of somebody with just the first name. <laughs> that was weird. I'm like, right? So we're working away. Maybe 15 minutes later, he comes back. I'm like, is this the same guy? And so I go up there and I was like, how can I help you? He's like, 
I need you to call room 619. And I'm like, can I get the name on that room? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, it's Tyler. And I said, first of all, (laughs) first of all, there's no one named Tyler in this room. Second of all. No way. Yeah, I'm like, there's no one named Tyler. That's his room. I know it. I know it. And I was like, dude, you you need to go. You need to go. I, I don't know what you're on, but you need to go. But he has all my stuff. And I was like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I can't help you. And he's like, I mean, I just met him tonight, but we were up in his room like an hour ago and I left all my stuff in there. And I said, I'm really sorry about that, but I can't help you. That seems like a you problem and not a me problem. Yeah. I, I kept telling him, I can't help you. I can't help you. Eventually storms off angry. Again. Okay, wait, wait, wait. In any moment in the back of your head, do you think, should I get this 6'5 dude to like scare this guy away? Well, after, he wasn't scary. He was just annoying. I'm sorry. Even if you're annoying, I don't want to deal with you. I, let me continue. <laughs> so after the second interaction, I was just freaking annoyed. And I went back. And I'm like, same dude again. And I'm like, this time he had a room number, a random room number, nonetheless. And he's like, oh, that's weird. We're back. They're working on the night audit. 15 minutes later, guess who comes up to the desk? And I said, no, I'm not doing this again. This is all you. <laughs> and so he goes up there and he's like, dude, we cannot help you. And he's like, oh, you guys uh, uh, uh. storms away. But instead of going out the front door, goes to the elevator and he's, he's going to find the room himself. And my night auditor, let's call him Bob, Bob. <laughs> Bob, the night editor, like, goes and follows him to the elevator. The guy goes into the elevator. And we let the door shut because you need a key to get to the floor. (laughs) (laughs) So Bob goes over there. So wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Imagine going up, like, however many flights, like, in this elevator. And, like, no, it won't go anywhere. It won't go anywhere. It It doesn't leave the lobby level. No, because you have to either touch the key to a sensor or you have to insert it in a yeah, slot. So you just let these doors close and you're just like, bye. So Bob just follows wait. him. Like sl- seeing it close. Yeah. And then like what? what? Five seconds later, it just opens? I can, I can no. just, I can just imagine. Push open. I can just imagine like the guy getting in the elevator, seeing Bob coming be towards like, him and hey, be like, hey. hurry up, hurry up, pushing the button to close the doors and, and then seeing the doors close going, yes. Yeah, fucker. <laughs> And then realizing he can't do nothing. So Bob very slowly followed him to the elevator and was just like, go for it. And he goes into the <laughs> elevator, door shut, and Bob doesn't even go hit the button. He just waits. Well, just he waits. sees how long it takes for the guy to push like the open door button. Yeah, because when you go in there, you can hit any button you want. It's not going anywhere. So basically, you're sitting there with the door shut. And then you basically <laughs> have to hit either lobby number one or open the doors for it to open again. I was waiting and then I look. But you can look up and see what floor it's on. It's still on one. It hadn't moved. So my guess is he kept trying buttons and then eventually figured out it wouldn't work and opened it and walked ashamed it back past us. <laughs> and we didn't say anything. We just watched him walk out the front door. Just that walk of shame. Yes. Have a good evening. Yeah, right? And so he leaves. Not the end of the story. He leaves. Comes back in 15 minutes. Yeah, pretty much. We, we're back at the night audit. He comes up again. I'm like, you gotta be forking kidding me. So at this point in time, it has almost been like an hour of, of wasting our time yes. trying to trade on the night audit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So poor he comes Bob. up to the desk, you know, and I'm like, Bob, it's all you. No, poor Miss B. She's trying to learn night audit. And she can't. He interrupts every 15 minutes. So Bob goes up there and I told him, like, get him, just get him to leave. And so he tells the guy, he's like, look, we've tried to be nice. But you don't have a key. You are not registered here. You're not a registered guest. You need to leave. End of story. The guy's like, you can't talk to me like that. You're going to lose so much business. And he's like, you're not a registered guest. You need to leave. 
I want to speak to your manager. Oh, fudge. And he goes, okay. And I come up because I'm listening to the whole thing. And so the six, five, huge guy looks at him and then kind of backs little slide to the right. And you like and pop up from behind. the little girl behind him. And then my hands are on my hips. And I just look at him like, you chose the wrong door. And I look at him and I said, now you're pissing me off. I'm no longer entertaining whatever conversation this was. You need to leave. But, but. Leave now. But I need to get my stuff. That's you have two options. <laughs> <laughs> Option one. You leave right now and you don't come back. End of story. Option two, you keep standing here. You keep bugging me. You keep coming back. I'm going to call the cops. You're not going to get your stuff. You're going to go to jail for trespassing and you're no longer my issue. So which do you want it to be? Because I'm done. And he chose hidden door number three. What? So why do they always think that there's a third option? I, I don't know. So he leaves. Well, there obviously is because plenty of people have taken option number three yeah, but no. before. But oftentimes option number three includes the bonus of police. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. This one was weird though. So he leaves and we're like, okay, he's not coming back. So we do the night audit. Several hours go by and he comes back. And I'm like, you got to be kidding. Oh, so Home Slice doesn't realize that night audit runs until 7 a.m.? I <laughs> guess. If that but he comes back several hours later and i'm like he comes up to the desk and i just look at him like are you for real and he was like i got a hold of him i got a hold of him he's coming down with my stuff great go sit outside wait for him ding 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 that was what you That's told what him you ding, 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 ding. nice so bob tells the guy i don't care you can go wait on the corner you're not a registered guest you're not welcome in this lobby but 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 he's coming down don't care we told you you're not welcome here go wait on the corner go and made him go stand on the corner like he was a kid in timeout. you know what i love is like when people will throw down that oh well this is a public building mm. not at 2 a.m it's so not. so it's a building that's open to the public but it's still private property amen to so, that gtfo <laughs> yeah yeah so that guy brought down his dirty ass sneakers and i think like a sweater and then he left and i was like oh thank god we're never gonna see this guy again I feel like the story's not over. I'm almost off. Like, I'm just waiting for the AM shift to come in. They're going to be coming through the door any minute. And this guy comes up to the desk. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and he comes up. My eyes are just like, is this a joke? He comes up. He goes, can I check into a room? And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's I've stayed up all night. I'm, I don't have any more patience for this. There's not a lot of professionalism in my voice right now. I'm like, No. And he's like, why? He said, one, it's 6.30 in the morning. Check-in's at 4 p.m. Two, I just kicked you out of here two, three hours ago. No. It is 6.30 in the morning. One, there's no rooms. Two, no. You can go. <laughs> and then he, he left. You know, as absurd as that is, I've been in similar situations. It blows me away that you'll kick people out for partying, for whatever the reason and is. And then they just want to pay for a room? And then they're like, well, I don't have anywhere to go. Can I get a room? No. no. I, go around the corner and find a room. There's you, a, like, you, you can find hotel another hotel. directly across the street. Get out of my face. No, but it's like, I just kicked out the registered guest for dealing drugs out of the room. What makes you think what, I want you? Yeah, what makes you think that you're The you're person buying here? the drugs from that person, you think <sighs> I'm going to give them a room? Pretty much. Oh, man. But I, like, I could not believe how many times it came back i can i can too we need to lock our front doors that's that's it <laughs> so 
So yeah, guys, that was that was my fun overnight shift. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you learn anything? Um, I did, but it was just constantly interrupted. <laughs> was it night audit related? Is the question? Yeah. yeah. One, I'm not doing night audit. Did you learn how to night audit your property? I will say that the next night I learned a lot more. Okay. That was night, it, not as much. Was it also with Bob? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you did get a full shift actually training. Yes. With minor interruptions. Yeah. That, well, yeah. It was great. better than that first night. Because I asked him, like, is every night like this? And he's like, this <laughs> is unusually active. Like normally people go to bed at like two, but it just stayed all night at this one forking dude who doesn't sleep at night. 2 a.m. You'd be surprised at how much activity there is but do you know on what? the night out of shift. Do you know what Bob said that I thought was really interesting? So this guy, uh, I, I don't even remember his name, the you know dude that kept coming up. Tyler's friend. Yeah, Tyler's <laughs> friend. You know, he was skinny, like not, I thought he was a tweaker, like because he kind of like gave me tweaker vibes. Mm-hmm. But uh, he finally left and I was like, God, who would just befriend this random dude in a bar and be like, let's go hang out at my hotel room. And I'm like, they must have been doing drugs. And he's like, nah, probably a prostitute. And I like looked at him I'm like, no. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, but he's this random skinny ass dude. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and that like blew my freaking mind. Like, yeah, Miss B, that's a clientele. Did blew my mind. Like, I'm sorry when you think of person of the night, I think of the voluptuous woman sitting wait, wait, there wait, by wait, the wait, bar. Wait, 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 wait. I think I had it twisted. You think the skinny guy was the prostitute? Yeah. Not looking for prostitution. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Prob- he said he's a no. He's probably a prostitute. Probably. I was like, oh. No, probably. That broke my little brain. I didn't see that twist. Hmm. I, I can see it. I just assumed they went to the room to do drugs together. He's no. like, they probably did. No, well, there was no. probably something else after. It totally like, tracks. Oh. Totally tracks. He left his sneakers. He took his shoes off. What do you think he was doing in that room? I didn't. I just assumed drugs. I think if you're like doing any sort of bump or anything or blah, 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 you're not taking your shoes off. You're not getting comfortable to do drugs. See, I don't. I haven't right? done a lot of drugs in my day, so I don't know that. What do you think, Bill? No, I think I think you're on the right track. I oh, my so God. Well, you and Bob, I guess your mind's... Because that like literally broke me. I was like, no. Yeah, I but, did not see that coming. But now that you've been exposed to it, you're going to spot it. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. So you know what's funny? If the role's been reversed, I, I guess I might have assumed that. But because I just thought it was two bros, friends who met, and I, I didn't click that. Why do you think the original guy got the hotel room? I don't know. Oh, God. That could have been the whole purpose, the entire evening, to have a good time. <laughs> I'm so naive. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, my week was obviously fun. Uh, Liz, you got any a-holes of the week for us? Okay, I do. But Yay. my multiple a-holes of the week are not people. Oh, I like that. We have teased, you know, a-holes of the week being vendors we might mm. work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that either. Huh. Yeah, you're confused, You right? can't say it's am, your dog. I'm it's, very confused. It's not. <laughs> um, it's my boat rental fleet. <laughs> like the physical boats themselves? Yes, the physical boats. Oh, they must be real a-holes. So a little backstory. I've been in the position I am in for almost two years now, and I have no background, no history on anything no records of upkeep of the vessels at all, right? You have no background on your boats. Yes. Okay. 
Oh, I came in like knowing my job description and that was about it. Like, okay, I know what I'm supposed to do. How do I do it? And like, where's any documentation, SOPs? Like, It's always great when they tell you what you have to do and then have no records. Yeah. No. So I think the my predecessor wiped everything. Like Ooh. I have um, the schedules from the last five years. What is that going to do for me? Right? Nada. So T- tell you not to rehire Jerry. Literally. Yes. So one day, one of my associates comes and he's like, I'm really worried about this boat. Like, it's hot inside. The seats are hot. The charger is hot. Like, we cannot rent this out. And I'm like, what the heck? So the batteries are... Battery degradation? It smells like they're burning in in the boat. I'm like, okay, well, this is an issue. Yeah. Uh, Luckily, the weekend in question was not super busy, so we could take it out of the rental fleet and, you know, call our repair guy. And we try and, you know, diagnose as much as we can over the phone rather than have him, like, come to property and diagnose it because he's like, well, if I come to property, I'm going to charge you. I'd like to at least know what I'm getting into, know if I really need to come there. Do a true diagnostic. Mm -hmm. And the end of the phone call and the FaceTime and the photos and looking at all the sensors and batteries and all of this stuff. He's like, yeah, your batteries probably need to be replaced. Mm. So little background. These are, I mean, obviously boat batteries. They run like $200 a piece. Okay, that's not horrible. Can we take a guess how many batteries are in these vessels? Oh. (laughs) I'm like, that doesn't sound bad. 200 each? $200 each battery. Oh my God. I'm going to guess. How many batteries do you think? 30. No. Okay, no. 16. Oh, okay. oh my God. So like, still a lot. 3,200 bucks. Yeah. But I'm like, oh my God, 16 batteries. Like All and, of them need to be and they're Well, all of them are swollen. All of them are like super hot my to the touch. Geek. The seats of the boat. You couldn't even sit. Whoa. That's how hot, like, the whole vessel was. Oh my God, it's going to explode. Well, it would yeah. Catch fire. yeah. So they were like, well, unplug it. Don't rent it out. We'll come as soon as we can. I'm like, all right, cool. So I take it out of the rental fleet, like, update my boss. I mean, like, hey, by the way, <laughs> surprise invoice coming. I mean, it's the start of summer. We need the whole rental fleet. We're going to be busy. So why are you going to wait on doing these repairs? We need to do it now. 200 times 16. 3,200. Plus labor. I mean, I ballparked a minimum of 4,500. Yeah. So my boss approves that. We're going forward with those repairs. We've got it like on the calendar. Not a week later, the same associate comes up and he goes, yeah, you know the issue that was with like boat number one? Yeah, I'm having that same problem with boat number two. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? No. How how many boats in the fleet? Five. What's the age of the boats in the fleet? Are they all the same age? No. Um, They range from... So these are the two oldest boats in question. We are actually creating a maintenance program with him. Because every time we have a repair like this, it's an oh moment. Yeah. I need you now because I have this boat rented out in four days. Yeek. You know? Yeah. I can move some things around, but if there's a day where I need all five boats at one given time, I'm not going to ruin someone's hotel stay. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to cancel something because I'm trying to avoid the front desk giving compensation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So not even a week later, a second boat with the same problem. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, two out of five boats. That's almost half of my rental fleet. 
That is an a-hole. Yeah, the boat is an a-hole. Wow. But but that is indicative of the age of the vessel. So, fun fact, it's actually indicative of the age of the batteries. Right. Well, but you got the boats five years ago, right? So we we got the boats. No, the oldest one is a 2008. Oh. So you can replace the batteries and like kind of keep it trucking. Of course. The vessel is still good. Mm -hmm. It's all cosmetic, you know, and electrical fixes. They're not very complex boats. No. If we don't know what kind of boats i'm talking about yeah so i'm like i call up the repair guy and i'm like hey sorry <laughs> oh, you know man. that first boat that had that issue yeah same problem with the second boat like do another estimate and he's like oh my gosh okay Shit. and this is literally four days before a holiday weekend oh no and i'm like that's your due date <laughs> <laughs> yeah This is when your homework is due. And, and, you know, my repair guy is really, really understanding. Hey, I I know we have a holiday weekend coming up. I'm sure your rentals are booked up. I'm going to do my best. This guy will come to property at 4 a.m. To, like, get work done before rentals go out at 10. Wow. This guy will come to property after 7 p.m. After rentals are done for the day and be there until, like, midnight doing repairs. Wow. That's a good vendor. Good guy. He's amazing. Which is why he said, you know, this puts stress on you, you know, every time we have an oh crap moment of this isn't preventative maintenance this is maintenance that we need to do to keep your rental business going reactive yeah. maintenance. i was about to say that reactive not that's literally what it is so yeah we are drafting a maintenance program because he's like i, I want to help you he said you might spend more money up front but i'm like i don't care you it's know? not my money well, and I kind of told my boss I proposed this maintenance program and I said these $5,000 issues will possibly turn into $1,000 issues and we're we're getting ahead of the game a little bit or he's like, "Hey, keep this on your radar. You have 4 months." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you know, plan which month you want it to hit your budget. Right. Ultimately, it's not going to save you any money as far as the maintenance goes cuz batteries have a finite number of charges, but what it's going to save you in is the inconvenience, the, you know, stress. shuffling, the stress, <laughs> yeah. Or even worse, and that is the loss of a vessel due to a battery fire. Because once batteries catch yeah. fire, that thing's going to burn. I mean, not only one vessel, we're talking about a whole marina. Yeah. yeah. It could catch fire of not only my rental fleet, but million dollar boats that sit right next to it. Ooh, I was yeah. going to say, when your boats are tied up, they're tied up adjacent. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. With other vessels that we do not own on the other side of the dock. Oh, it's a no brainer. You have to do that. Right. So these and also are for the safety of guests who are yeah. on mm-hmm. these boats. Exactly. Well, I wasn't even getting to that yet but yeah i mean like bodily injury or loss of life that'll run you exactly yeah a pretty penny just a few a couple just commas a few. okay yeah a few commas oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so yeah my a-holes of the week is my boat rental fleet come to find out so would those be b-holes then <laughs> i have yeah there are multiple b-holes <laughs> <laughs> It was just a very stressful couple of days. And that Damn. is why my A-holes of the week or B-holes of the week are my boats. You gotta love them, though. They're super fun. Can you uh, confirm, Miss B? Yeah, I love boats. Boats are so <laughs> fun. Especially when you BYOB on the boat. BYOB on the boat. Sorry. Bring your to... own battery? <laughs> yeah. You, you might make that a rule. You might want to start bringing your own battery. <laughs> you know, your, your guy got you a good price, according to Google. Nice. They were like... um uh, well, no, no, no. He's got a battery like dealer. Well, it, he's got like a wholesale account with a battery guy. What I'm getting at is that he got you a good deal because, according to our alternate research, research department, department <laughs> okay, uh, 16 pack of boat batteries 
3230 for the 16 of them. Oh, mine were 2200 and, and that's on sale. Normal price Shit. for this one is 4100 bucks, but then that doesn't even take into account shipping. And when you're looking at oh, the weight. 62 oh my God. pounds Oof. times 16, that shipping cost would be Yeah, no, crazy. thank you. 1,000 pounds of battery. That's not going in the back of your Accord. <laughs> no. Well, I'm telling you, this guy's phenomenal. Oh, he does a good guy. Hold does, on to him. He does cosmetic work, electrical work. Oh, good. I need some work done. Can I get his number? <laughs> Because I, ca- I called everyone I could find. Google, Yelp, everyone. Hey, do you guys, you know, your boat repair. Uh, do you do any work on electric boats? No, we don't. Hmm. And finally, he was like, yeah, what do, like, what do you need? And I'm like, oh, my God. Hmm. I, I just need a repair guy. Like, can you please? So we've built a really good working relationship. Awesome. I- I've probably paid his mortgage every month. When they were doing the battery work, I literally was like, do you guys want lunch? I will buy you lunch. And they're like, no. I'm like, No. Let me buy you lunch. Aww. So I'm like, please take a break. Do you need water? What do you need? Well, Liz, thanks for floating that story our way. Yeah. You are so welcome. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for floating along with me. This was fun, but I think it's time to drop anchor. (laughs) I would agree. This is a good place to end the episode. Ms. B, thanks so much for joining us. Great to be here. Thank you. Liz, as always, thank you for being here. Of course. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at Tales from the Service Industry. And on TikTok, let me just give you a little tidbit. Don't don't type in our whole username. Just use the search box and type in Tales from the Service Industry. And you will find us at t.f.t.s.i. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> give us a follow. And if you have any fun stories from your hospitality experience, feel free to email them in at talesfromtheserviceindustry at gmail.com. Or easier, if you find us on TikTok, just hit the button that says email. Oh, my god! Nice and easy. You can drop a follow. You can watch some fun videos. And you can email us. Yeah, feel free to slide into our DMs <laughs> and give not, us some fun stories. Not like that, but like I give know, us a story. Stay out of my DM. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Avenue